0: What's going on, guys? You're listening to the "You Can Miss Me With That" podcast. My name's Luther O'Kale. How you guys doing? Uh, I'm glad I told you guys about season three. Still working out some stuff, trying to get some people taken care of. But I was actually going to release this episode next week, but uh, my boy Cameron, he basically just he he. It's like he read my mind. So I was going to tell you guys about uh, things I wanted to talk about in season two, but just either didn't fit the flow of what I was going for, or it just didn't match like the whole goal of the season that I had. So um, I guess this is it. <laughs> I'm basically doing this off the cuff. Uh, I, I, I have had them written down. I actually have a few um, like made and ready to go, but I just I just decided against it. And also I listened back to them because what I was actually going to, I was just, I, my first inkling was just like, no, I just released the episodes, but I just don't like them. So, um, I'm, I don't want to redo them cause I'm too busy getting ready for season three and taking care of some other stuff. So I'm just going to let you know, there are really, um, three things that I really wanted to talk about. And I mean, the one was so big cause I was waiting the whole time to see when, when it would be released. Um, and that was the Mueller report or the Mueller report or whoever the hell says that. And I'm not going to read it. At least I don't want to read it. And I have it, I have the PDF download on my computer and it's I'm, obviously, I think I remember it's so long that it's going to take me a long time to read. And also there's probably going to be some stuff in there that I do not wholeheartedly understand. So right now I'm just like, you know what? I'm good. And also I really didn't want to read it, especially after Robert Mueller came out and did his little press conference and then he looked like he's trying to not come back. He's just trying to disappear into the shadows. And I'm like, man, with something this hot, you can't go anywhere, man. So, um, it's, it was very like curious to me that I really, it felt like I didn't learn anything. And also if, uh, if you'll excuse the sounds in the back, there's uh, a construction crew working on the roof of the next house. And, um, I have my window open cause it's, I don't want to use the air conditioner because the air conditioner would be too loud and you're in the back. And that little clicking is me cause I am, um, on the computer at the same time. So full disclosure, I don't know if I should have said that, but whatever. Um, really, uh, I guess what I, uh, I don't know if you guys watched or even heard a summary of it. It was the fact that uh, Robert Mueller did his press conference. It kind of it seemed to me I wasn't able to watch the whole thing, but it seemed like a little um, summary of of the of the report. And it was like I think the main the main quote from it was that if we had any evidence saying the president did not commit a crime, we would have said so. Which to me makes absolute sense. I mean, I mean, whether you like him or not, that's still the president of the United States, and you want to be sure that he didn't commit a crime. And the fact that Robert Mueller said, without it, like I like said that um, we know for sure that he isn't innocent of whatever it is. And I've, I've I've talked to people and they said if Donald Trump doesn't win his election, he's going to get arrested. And I sat there and I'm like, for what? Like for collusion with with Russia and and it's going to be very interesting and then of course trump took it with as a victory because um like nothing was proved it's like you know innocent until proven guilty i guess the the weird thing i thought about was oj and it was like yeah he was innocent but people knew he was guilty you know people know he's guilty or whatever it is so he's celebrating this victory but then people are like bro you're not clean So it's going to be interesting. And also, I don't like that rule. I don't, I'm not even gonna try to understand that rule that the president of the United States cannot be indicted for crimes as long as he's the president of the United States. So does that mean the president of the United States can just break any law that he wants and you know, and then he won't be, and then he won't be charged until until he's done being the president of the United States. That seems weird to me that you have that kind of, like, you're, you're unfallible. Like, you can do anything you want. It's like, it's like, it's like, maybe because I've been watching a lot of Purge stuff lately, like how to beat the Purge. Cause I watched the movie and I wanted to, I watched the last movie with the first Purge and, um, I wanted to learn about it. So, uh it, that's what he reminded me of. So like the president has his like his own perch. Maybe sure, Donald Trump's not going to be running around killing people. But, you know, he's unfallible. So that's 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 the question I was asking. So is that what that means? And that seems like a really stupid rule for somebody to have. I'm sure presidents aren't clean, but that doesn't mean I didn't know that they had the power to just break all the laws they wanted. As long I, I get it, that's probably why that their term limits. But let's just say if nothing gets him impeached and he gets two terms. So for eight years, the president can do whatever the hell he wants. And then after that, he can get charged. That sounds really stupid to me. That sounds like, like, I can't be president because I wasn't born in America. But that sounds like anybody who finally tricks enough people or gets enough people to support him to be president can do anything he wants. He can. Does that mean he'll, he just stop paying his bills for eight years? And then <laughs> and just rack up whatever money the president gets paid or whatever he gets for being the president. That's to me, like, it just sounds, it sounds really stupid. Right. And also the fact that, um, I've seen people on both sides. Like I've seen, I read an article in the Washington post saying that he shouldn't have had a press conference because this just confused everybody. So me, I mean, from what I watched at the press conference, like, all right, Trump's not clean. But we can't say that he's dirty either. Like we can't say he's guilty, but he's definitely not clean. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens now that obviously lines are really beginning to form. even though it seems like everybody and their mama is running for the Democratic ticket to be the president. And with how that could realistically split party votes enough that um, you could donald trump could win again by splitting votes like i've been i've been watching a lot of history stuff lately like i stumbled onto this channel which i actually shared one of their videos on the facebook page called uh alternate history hub where they talk about what if scenarios in history like the one i shared was about what if slavery didn't exist in america or slavery didn't exist at all um so they actually talk about um who in the guy's opinion is the worst president in history. is named uh, Woodrow Wilson, the president we had during world war one and how his policies of, um, kind of noon, uh, imperialism and nationalism. He formed the league of nations, which is like pre it's like the UN before the UN and how, um, he oversaw like the treaty of Versailles. Uh, I know I'm probably messing it up, but he, he was part of the, uh, the people that oversaw the Treaty of Versailles, which really screwed Germany um, with the incredible amount of conditions that Germany had to adhere to and which basically destroys Germany's economy which which was a factor in how Hitler rose to power and they said if that guy wasn't president that would have changed the entirety of how um, the 20th century would be because of how his policies and his um, like, he's, he, like he would hold his he would wring his hands a lot on making decisions which would frustrate like the world you know like he wrung his hands on sending American troops into battle in um, World War One, whether you think that was right or not. But, um, the guy proposed that if Theodore Roosevelt got a third term as president, he would have sent American troops into World War One earlier, which would have ended the war earlier, which means Germany would not have had, uh, to suffer the, um, the credible conditions of the Treaty of Versailles, um, because of how long the war took and all the millions of people that died and how that made the world really hate Germany. It would just been like, Oh, Germany was defeat. Sure. There would have been conditions for Germany to follow that, but they wouldn't have been, if wouldn't would not have been as harsh to let, um, Hitler kind of rise to power by playing on the national, um, like anger and, and, um, apathy and, i'm probably saying the wrong words toward the germany economy and how low germany germany has fallen so and like it's crazy when like i i just thinking about him like man that's crazy that one guy had that kind of power and shaped basically how the world is today so um i i know i went off on a tangent there but i think i think really um Trump could win the presidency again that way because I think, believe it or not, whether some Republicans like him or not, they have to support him because also he's a sitting president of their and he's part of their party. They're going to support him. So the Republican Party, at least publicly or front facing, they're presenting a very united front and Democrats, on the other hand, are clearly not. And it's it's just like, whoa, everybody and their mother is running for president and it's getting kind of annoying that i'm not and i think i might have said it before that i'm not trying to learn who all these different candidates are like i'm gonna learn the ones that really impress me like kamala um beto o'rourke even though i've heard a lot of um like skepticism toward him and i've heard a lot of bad things about him and cory burker even though i'm very i'm souring on him a lot right now those are the three i'm really focusing on bernie sanders i'm yo man this dude's wildin'. <laughs> like I, I i really admire what he's trying to do but it seems like his goals are not realistic and in a kind of way he's like maybe this is probably the wrong at least to me it seems like a reverse drum like he's making all these promises about all these sweeping reforms he's gonna do and some of the reforms that he wants to do cannot get done while he's in office and also Bernie looks like he could die tomorrow and you know, it's not like the president is like laying on a beach is one of the most stressful jobs on the planet. I mean, hell, look at what he did to Obama. Even though he's so cool right now, right? Obama's so cool. Like you just want to kick it with him. <laughs> you just want to kick with him. He's just a good dude. So I'm very interested to see what what's gonna happen with all this and how this affects the future and how I believe um, House Democrats are trying to subpoena him so they could speak on Capitol Hill to whatever committee it is, because everybody and their mother has a committee. Um, So that's that's going to be interesting. Um, The second thing I wanted to talk about, which I actually mentioned a lot in the season was um, video game microtransactions and how that really affects all of us. Like for those of you that don't know, um, video game microtransactions is like, so I don't know how many of you guys play games on your phone. So, like, I'm addicted to this game called Homescapes on my phone. And it's basically just, like, bejeweled. Except you, like, you design a house at the same time. Really design the house, it's, it's stupid. Like, you, you complete levels, you get stars, and you, you use said stars to design your house. Right? oh. <sighs> and um so uh you get five lives basically you get five chances to redo the level and then uh, me i'm actually like i'm in the hundreds now so it and i frequently cannot beat level so now it's like you either wait 30 minutes a life or you could um you could pay like 2.99 to get unlimited lives for like two hours you get a ton of coins we could which you could also use so like let's say you uh you so i'm right now i'm in this level where you have 30 moves to complete the um the level with a certain conditions which is like you match up certain objects or you match up like three green things and you have to do that like 30 times or something so um so let's say i run out of moves you could use your coins to get five more moves which is like 900 so i don't have 900 coins so then the game's like hey you could spend three dollars and get ten thousand coins or whatever it is i don't know so basically, it's just this thing like, obviously, the game, at least I really like the game. So the game's addicting. So it's the fact that they want you to keep playing, which is great. And for a while, it was awesome because I was just rolling through the levels. I didn't need the stuff. You're racking up like 70, 80 coins a level, um, depending on how you perform. So, of course, obviously, that could rack up quickly. But then let's just say I get to a level that I can't beat or I'm really close to beating and I use up my 900 coins. Holy crap. I don't have I can't. And I better beat him within that five, or else I just lost nine hundred coins. So I think video game uh, microtransactions—they're very dangerous. Like the easiest way to think for those of you who do not have kids or or you don't really play video games—it's I think it's just the fact that um, it's 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 like a form of gambling. It's like when you go to casino and you place—I don't know—let's go small stakes blackjack. You place fifty bucks as your bet or whatever. I don't I don't know. I haven't played small stakes blackjack in Jesus, like two years. And like the dealers like, Hey, you could buy back in if you, you know, and we'll give you like what seems like a good deal. So you can't buy back in. So then you keep losing money. You keep spending money. So sure. It seems like 99 cents or $2 is not that much, but now imagine a hundred people like you imagine everybody in your neighborhood spending $2 to play the same game, to keep playing that game. So it's a way that you can make a lot of money, And in in also a way, it's like it's like it really cheapens the product. It's like you're lying to your people like a very good example, which I've talked, which I've talked about before is Madden or technically all the sports franchises like they're not good games anymore. I get it. It's hard because you're supposed to come up with a new game every year, but they've lost all innovation like. Like, really think about it. For those of you that play Madden or call it, maybe not call it, but let, them, let me just stick to sport. Madden or NBA Live or 2K, all you're buying for 60 bucks is a roster update. That's all you're buying when you could just stay with your Madden 15 and just download a roster. For. Um, download a roster for free using the community rosters, which basically Madden allows. um people to create their own rosters and um, update them every year so that's what I do I just I, I think the last one I have is Madden 16 and mind you I haven't played that game in a long time but when I do I'll just go to the community, um, got community page and download an updated roster from there so then I'm just playing with updated rosters oh sure you don't get like the new player faces so Baker Mayfield I wouldn't actually technically have his face but it's Baker Mayfield they have his updated stats from the new game on the thing on on Madden 15 that's what I do with NCAA also so you're losing key features that in 05 06 07 that you had like superstar where you create your own guy and then you go through like you have an NFL career right like you could choose your 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 parents and see what they do and that dad could recommend your position like um I one always sticks out to me where my dad in the game was a physicist so his IQ was really smart and then my mom was a um US national sprinter and so they thought I would be um they so they recommended me to be a quarterback so then I was I was a quarterback who could who could run and you start off very basically, and then you have roles. So then you start off with your rookie role. But then as you get better, let's say I'm a really good running quarterback. So then you get the running quarterback role. And then you have these roles affect your teammates. And so then you can make your teammates even better. You, you could choose from your endorsements. You could choose where you work out. You could choose things from, like, your haircut. You could choose, like... um whether or not you want to participate in a movie, you could act in movies by choosing certain lines and things like that. What endorsements you want to keep, whether you want to switch agents. Like, you don't have any of that anymore. It's just, you pick a guy, and then what's what's the innovation? Like, they made this half-ass story mode called Long Shot, and it's really not that good, and, and you're paying 60 bucks for two hours of whatever. Like, it's not good. And actually... I'm going to let, um, actually, one of my uh, people I, always, uh, I watch on YouTube, he's a video game reviewer. He's called, his name is Angry Joe. He's kind of funny. And his whole, as you can tell, his whole kind of gimmick is to be angry. And I think he's going to do a really good job of explaining it for me. And this, actually, I'm just going to take this straight from the episode I made.
1: I want to play Madden. Is this safe to play Madden? Let's find out. What the hell is this? What, what is this? No, $80. What do you get with the $80 edition? Origin Access Premier. It's included with that. You get 10% off all other Origin purchases. You get the game. Oh, thank you. And one of five upgradable legends? So I don't get Brian Urlacher, Rod Woodson, Dan Marino, Terrell Davis, or, or Terrell Owens? I don't get any of these legends in the legend mode if I don't buy this? One elite player from your favorite team? Start your epic mutt roster. Just That's it. Gold team packs. Five packs. for Twelve packs. So seven more packs. Elite base cover athletes. Stay tuned. Coming soon. You don't even know. It's out yet. But you get it. You get one elite base cover athlete. What does that mean? Two Madden custom uniforms. Are you shitting me? I can't customize my own uniforms i've been asking for additional uniform customization for years and making my own team but no i gotta pay for it. two additional ones shitty ones in the 80 version one training pack what does that even mean what is a training pack five thousand fifty thousand coins get an edge on building your ultimate what do you mean an edge a pay to win thing using coins and purchase packs this is not a football. This is not a football game anymore. It is a platform that that looks and plays like football, but every year they are adding small, small, tiny little upgrades that have, we have requested for years and years and years. Franchise mode hasn't been touched forever. Wait five years till everybody's super pissed and then add one little thing, two little things to franchise mode and then people will stop bitching. But then add 17 things to the mutt mode where you make, this is why, this is why Madden is the same game every year. And then I look at the reviews and this is what I'm seeing. Madden, NFL 19 and eight. From IG from GameSpot. A fucking nine from IGN. An eight point nine. That's what's the difference between a nine and an eight point nine, IGN? Seriously. What is it? Hmm? Did there did you not get enough mutt coins? Is that it? And that is why Madden barely upgrades every fing year because of those people. And I'm tired of staying silent about it. And I'm tired of our freaking Uh, Journalist outlets giving Madden nines and and eights and tens. Okay, not tens because they know that this shit is going on. It's as if they fucking assign a new reviewer to each and every year's Madden so that they have no perspective on, on what was missing last year, what was taken out last year, what needs to be improved for next year.
0: So obviously you can tell that Joe is very passionate about this. And so fun fact about Angry Joe, for those of you that care. Um, he's a, a prominent video game reviewer on um, on YouTube. But um, wanting a better Madden is why he started his show. So he started reviewing Madden games because he realized that, hey, this was back in like 2010, 2011, that the quality was not getting better. That, and you, I know he threw a lot of jargon at you. So EA, I'm using Madden because that's the ultimate like example of what video game microtransactions are but if you want to look at other controversies because what i've learned about gamers well, I guess which guess which means me gamers are very very passionate about the games they play you know you're talking like there are stories that if you if a gamer does it right or if a, a, a publisher does it right you create these stories like mass effect is my favorite series video games anything fantasy series whatever you want to call it where you play three great you play three games you follow these characters you watch them grow you they basically like become like a part of if that matter if, if that even makes sense a part of your family same way people who read the books uh, fall in love with with danny same way people who read the books fell in love with hermione and ron and and freaking harry potter you know and you build up this this following right like like you do with anything that you really put your your time and effort into but um after three games the ending of mass effect 3 was not that good but they fixed it to me and then they made another one which was mass effect 4 um called andromeda which which was placed in whole new galaxy that's not what i'm trying the game was bad like the game was really bad and that hurt the core following but you still have these people who want to um who want to follow the game but the problem is with them making such a bad game, they also added this multiplayer component, which Mass Effect is a single player game, right? They added this, they shoehorned this multiplayer component where you could buy microtransactions. So the game was bad. You you shoehorned this multiplayer thing in a single player game, which you don't need it. Even in the other ones in Mass Effect 1 and 2, you didn't need him. There wasn't a multiplayer component. That's how great the game was. So there's even like it, it's a shame that now when you buy a game, it's like you have to buy it all over again with downloadable content. But if the downloadable content is good, you will. I will buy the game. And it's a shame we got there. It's 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 those days where you just buy a game, and that's it. You 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 have the full game. It's kind of over. Every now and then you see something like God of War for the PlayStation, like one of the best games i've ever played and that's it there's no double content that's the game the game is great so i know he threw a lot of things at you so ea is the main publisher of man they have a solo license so basically they have a monopoly on making nfl nfl license games which means the nfl sells this license to video to, to a company to use it to like you know to use its likeness and stuff and for a while they used to be um um an nfl 2k like there is an nba 2k so which it's like it breeds competition which forces both companies to get better even though even 2k now because 2k um even though there is an nba live 2k is the main one but both games are trash to me so it's rare that i don't even play sports games anymore but um ea with that solo license it's like they got complacent they just knew people would come every year to buy to pay 60 bucks for the game but then you know it's not just 60 bucks for the base game if you pay 80 dollars, that's where the the thing comes in with the packs and the featured athletes and then it comes out that um electronic arts the same people who made uh, battlefront 2 for star wars and how it started out very bad and angered a lot of people to the point where um there was a a lawmaker in hawaii who tried to pass an anti loot box or a microtransaction bill um it failed because um, video game companies paid lobbyists to make it fail. But now, ironically, Josh Hawley, a U, um, Missouri senator, is trying to get that bill passed. He's uh, trying to introduce that bill into Congress right now. It's not going to pass because right now it's weird. You have a guy like Josh Hawley, he knows nothing about video games. And you got, you know, it's going to go to Mitch McConnell and whatever the lady's name is. Like they don't know anything about this. So, of course, yeah, sure, you can say it's for our children. And, and in a way, Microtransaction is a form of gambling where you hear these horror stories about kids who take their parents credit cards and like on the light and charge a thousand or two thousand dollars on their dad's on their mom's credit card for clash of clans because, hey, you don't want to wait the hour it takes to build that freaking cannon that you want. No, you can pay the gems. You can put in the gems right now and and it upgrades instantly. Problem is you don't have enough gems. So guess what? You're going to go buy more gems. So imagine now that constantly going over because the kid wants to keep playing. The kid wants to keep playing. So as you can tell, I'm very passionate about this because I'm a gamer. Most times out the week, I'm staying at home and I'm playing some sort of video game. I mean, I got a, I got a PS4. I got a, I got an Xbox One. I got an Xbox 360. I got a Switch. I got a 64. Like I keep going. I have a ton of consoles. And yes, I play them all. So you see Joe noticed this before. Like, hey, there's, it's not getting better. Like you're, it's very generic stuff. And, um, he talks about the mutt pet, the mutt coins and mutt packs. It's called this Madden ultimate team, which is kind of like card collecting. So then, um, you know, you, you, you take a team. So imagine just for Chiefs fans, imagine getting a Chiefs team, right? But you know, Matt, Pat Mahomes is, should be one of the best players in the league, right? In Madden ultimate team, he's not. So you have to like either go buy packs or get packs that get you, a pat mahomes who's actually as good as advertised in real life but the problem is you can only get them for a certain amount of games right so then it's like you you're you're trying to get this um pack all the time so then you get a pat mahomes or tom brady Either you're trying to get really good players to supplement the regular players who are probably below their average like their madden rating Or you're getting like scrubs who, mind you, we're talking about NFL players. here. some of the best athletes in the world, but the ones that bench warmers that never play. So you get those. EA or Electronic Arts makes a billion dollars off this every year from people just buying packs. From people buying the $80 edition instead of the $60 edition so they can get the 50,000 mutt coins, which they will use to buy packs right and then you get that feeling where you're like oh snap maybe this is the time i'm gonna get that platinum pat Mahomes home actually a 98 because that's what he is in real life so now you, people are trying to get that all the time so and by them only trying to so obviously ea is like okay madden ultimate team is where we really make our money which is great i guess which is great So that means you want to make Madden Ultimate Team as good as possible because that's what sells people to buy Madden. So of course you want to make that great, but they completely ignore the other side, the other parts of the game. There's still a franchise mode, which is what I would play all the time. I love making my own team or making my own player. And I only took parts of, that's only the start, the first six, seven minutes, I took parts of there because that really illustrates the point. And that's the frustration and not just in Madden, but all the other like parts of video games, like Star Wars Battlefront 2, where it was exclusively pay to win. So it's, it was never a level playing field. It basically like the, the more money you had and the more money you could put into the game, um, the better you would be. Or with uh, Mortal Kombat, we could buy easy fatalities instead of just learning the moves. Like I don't know, everybody else, you just you pay five dollars and you get ten easy fatalities. worth. I don't, I've never bought them, but I don't know how it is. But it makes it makes it easier to input the commands to do fatalities. Or Fallout seventy six, where they where they want you to pay five dollars for a jacket for your character but the jacket doesn't have any even any value it just makes your guy look cool like fortnite you know but fortnite is free to play you never have to pay in fortnite and the game's great same thing with pubg same things with apex legends those games are great right and then they still give you chances to earn stuff but hey if they're like hey if you want to spend some money cosmetically like hey i want my guy to look like freaking john wick Right. So then, hey, pay a dollar, you get his freaking suit and there you go. But that's free to play. And even then, me, I don't like it. I never got into Fortnite. I never I I lost interest in Madden. Now I exclusively just buy single player games and I I rarely you must be a very good game for me to pay the extra twenty five dollars or whatever launch it is for the downloadable content for me to buy those things. So you, you just see the um, the frustration you hear in Joe's voice. I share the exact same frustrations. And it's not even just that. So imagine if, to somebody who's uninformed, imagine um, you uh, lady over there just trying to get a video game for, uh, for your kid for their birthday. And you know, they really want the next Call of Duty game, right? Okay, so you're gonna go. But no, they want the ultimate, um, spec ops edition which is like $120. And what do you get with that? Oh, you get extra coins. Uh you get double XP for like the first 3 days. Um you maybe get a cool gun that you could earn in the game. Right? So then you're like, "All right, fine. I'll I'll get that." Okay, so they have all that stuff eventually. The 3 days pass, the double xp is gone. All right, you get the cool gun, but then they come back to you maybe a month later like, "Hey, Um, this new downloadable content is coming out and I want to buy it. It's a whole bunch of new maps, more coins so that they could buy stuff. Right. And that's another 30 bucks. You already bought the game. And the way that uh, call of duty and games like that work is that it makes it extreme, maybe not as hard as before, because now people are really calling them out on it, but it used to be extremely hard to earn those coins. Instead of just buying them outright. So then it'd be like those people who are lazy like me, even though I don't do that, I just stop playing the game or I go another game. I have tons of games that it's like, man, it's just easier if I just pay the five bucks to get this thousand coins instead of playing 10 games to earn the same thousand coins, 10 games. I don't know, maybe that's two, three hours. So um, the reason I didn't use it because I tried to, because there's a lot of jargon into it. I try to find, a very succinct way to explain it to somebody like um, a Megan with her kid growing up even more and uh, or a Nicole who wants to get something for um, their cousin uh, for like maybe her nephew or her cousin or something who's asking for a game and they want to do and they, and they just want to make the right decision video games now it, to me I'm very like disappointed because loot boxes as much as people try to fight it before people didn't really understand like oh okay I'm buying $60 and know if I want because before, when you used to buy downloadable content, it's additions to the game. Like Mass Effect 2, I bought that because um, it's, an, it's a whole addition to the game. It's another three extra hours of playing it. And it would have been okay if you didn't buy it. It would have been completely okay if you didn't buy it. The story still continues and you still find out what happened. Sure, it kind of re- y- y- you could make choices that affect the story even more, but you would have been fine without it. So now, let's just say if I do want to buy a game, like like, let's say uh, Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat just came out. I'll wait till the end of the year when there's a game of the year edition, which has everything like all the downloadable content, all the extra characters, all that stuff. I'll wait till then to um, when all that stuff's available in one easy package, then I'll buy it for 45 bucks at the end of the year. And I'll have everything. And now the people who, who bought the $60 version or the $80, whatever the freaking Ultimate Edition one, um, sp- spend that. Then they pay the extra $20 for the character packs. So now I already I paid 45 bucks. It's just, you know, I'm willing to wait. I paid 45 bucks. Sure, I'm not going to be as good online to start, but if I just throw myself into it, who knows what could happen. And I saved so much money compared to the person who bought the Ultimate Edition, who bought the extra character to start. Who bought the character packs um, as they kept coming out? When they could have just waited for the Game of the Year edition? Sure, I am just saying maybe at the end of the year, maybe it could have been a year from now, but I'll just wait till then because it's a game I want to play, but I am not willing to spend that price. I probably buy three to four new games a year. That's sixty bucks, and they're only going to get more expensive. And it must be a very good game. But like the game I am really looking forward to is actually coming out at the end of the year because I haven't actually the only new game I bought was Kingdom Hearts. Because, you know, that the game's awesome. So, um, I'm going to the end for this game uh, called Ghosts of Tsushima, which is um, feudal Japan when the Mongols invade. And the game looks beautiful. It looks great. Everything I've seen on it looks so great so far. It's by, it's by a developer who has a great reputation in the industry. So, I'm going to buy that game. Those may be the only two games I buy this year. I don't want to buy Mortal Kombat. I don't want to buy these games that came out now. Those may be the only two games I buy this year. And I might pay like um, for the like the ultimate edition, which comes with the season pass. And the season pass, for those of you that, that don't know, season pass is like, hey, you pay the 60 bucks. Then you pay depending on how the developer charts Madden or not Madden. Call of Duty does maybe another $30 season pass, which gives you all the downloadable content for free. So technically you would save money. But the weird thing is, this the stuff that you're buying, a lot of times like Mortal Kombat where you can pre-order and you got Shao Kahn, Shao Kahn's already in the game. He's just like locked behind a paywall, which is $5. He's already in the game. You see him there in the character selection. You just can't click him because you didn't, you didn't either pre-order it or you're not willing to pay the five dollars to play him so then you go online you're getting your butt kicked by the guy who did pay the five bucks for shao Kahn. now you're like you know what i want to get shao Kahn. So then you go spend the five bucks so yeah sure five bucks seems little but then imagine 50 people who are doing the same thing as you now times that's just in maybe your neighborhood times that look at your city or your state or even the freaking country that's that's why ea makes a billion dollars off madden ultimate team this kind of card thing that's useless like the, the coins don't transfer on to the next game so you're basically like all the work that you've done in that one game all the coins you've collected all the packs that you got they're useless once a new game comes out to me i maybe i would buy into it more if i could transfer my stuff to the next game but i can't because you're wasting all that money and then you're going to waste even probably even the same amount of money or more money the next time and because your stuff doesn't transfer over so it's like a waste of time but i've already gone on this enough because i've thrown a lot of jargon at you basically microtransaction is bad microtransactions um can be very bad especially defending depending on the developer of the game like electronic arts just don't trust them Like now, their selling point for the new Call of Duty, which is coming. Oh, not, 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 they don't, they don't watch Call of Duty. But um, the guy who's making Call of Duty, the new thing that they're saying, there's no season pass, that all the downloadable content, which like map packs, is going to be free. That's what they're selling you on to get the game because they know that they've messed up when they, those packs should be in there. If it's a good game, people will buy it because gamers will recommend it. That's why I'm telling people as much as I can go get God of War. Yeah, I know the game came out last year, but that's how great of a game it is. And now it's even cheaper. Named the game of the year multiple times by multiple different organizations. Go get that game. Hell, pause this podcast right now. Go get it. If you played the first three God of Wars, come back to this. The game looks beautiful. It's very well made. The story's incredible. Like, you feel it. Kratos is a better person. He's not just angry all the time. You know, he's a father. And you're actually like, it sells you on the fact that he's a father. So just think about that, you know, just just think about it. And parents, when you're buying stuff for your kids or whatever, please, please, please. Like really look into the game. I get it. Your kid wants to buy it. But are you prepared to to pay for all the extra um, downloadable content that's going to come with it? Are you willing to buy stuff that's already on the game? It's just locked behind a paywall because in be honest, in no other form of life. Imagine going to go buy a car. Right, you buy the car, but then oh, in order for you to get the re- the spare tire, you have to pay for that, you know. So that's why, like, and, and that's I know I don't know if that's even a good example, but that's why a lot of games now come out unfinished. So imagine getting the car, but there are no brakes in it. So then they're like, oh, you already paid full price for that car. And we're going to come back later and we're going to fix your breaks for you. And what other way does that work? No place does that work. I paid full price for my product. It should be fully finished. You know, I shouldn't have to buy extra stuff unless I want to. But even then, I should be perfectly comfortable with the purchase that I've made. And that's what microtransaction does. It, it, It makes it so that. Um. Either, 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 you're not comfortable with what you made, or you're trying to get a leg up. When it really, it should just be everybody starts off level, and the only thing that determines who's better is your skill, not the amount of money in your wallet. But I, I've, I've gone on, I've gone on enough, I, man. Most I should just name this thing the microtransaction episode because there's so much going on and it's really hard to explain that's why i've been looking for like a video game expert because i'm just a gamer i don't really class my, classify myself as an expert but i've watched i've i've watched and i've not been happy with what i've seen and even now in my video game reviews like the angry joe has to explain whether or not the microtransactions are invasive or not whether or not it's worth it or not and that's a shame. I, sh- I want to hear about the game. I want to hear about the gameplay. It's not about the microtransactions. And sure, the game could be good, but then the microtransactions ruin it. I'm not buying that game. That's the one thing I'm really worried about with Ghost of Tsushima. Because that game looks great, but then if they ruin it with microtransactions, I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to be hurt. I'm just going to sit there and wait the year, however long it takes, till the game of the year version comes out, which includes everything. And to get it at one price... It's probably going to be cheaper and everybody's good. Well, the last thing I'm going to tell you guys about, I actually did an interview with, um, a resident here in Kansas. She lived here all her life. Um, just, you know, for purposes, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you guys her name because I never actually got permission from her her to, to share her name. So what I did in the episode, I actually just kind of, um, bleeped out her name, which was frustrating because I am a namesayer. So I had to bleep out myself saying her name all the time, but, um, she was worried about a little bit worried about the direction that Kansas city was going. Cause Kansas city, if, if you're in Kansas city right now, you know what I'm talking about. Like they're doing a lot of like, um, construction, a lot of renovation of the city. And in a lot of ways, that's great. That means Kansas city is, is, um, is becoming a bigger city but she's uh, she was worried about gentrification and um kent city actually has a very rocky history especially with um um desegregation and like white flight where a lot of people fled the city to the suburbs and you can clearly tell that's why i talk about ward parkway um and a couple blocks later you go down to troost and how it just looks completely different so with them uh gentrifying the city it's like you're seeing um two different Kansas cities emerge and now people are being pushed out. That's why there's a lot of people fighting for low income housing by the plaza or by power and light when it's, 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 it's unfair. And I've said like at one point, Kansas city is going to have to make a decision. Like, do you want to be this big city and, you know, fully embrace and try to become like a Chicago or, or whatever, or just, be a Nashville. There's nothing wrong with Nashville. Look how Nashville was during the NFL draft. It was incredible. Like I really got how, like it makes me want to go visit Nashville. And that's what I really love about Kansas City. Kansas City is like a big little city. It's great. I, I love how it's it's presented, how it presents itself to people. It's quiet. It's, it, it's basically like the complete opposite of, of LA. And I love it. I love it. I I love Kansas City, but I've been worried too. So what are you going to do with all these people you're pushing out? They're going to move out to the, to, to the suburbs because you're trying to attract and let's keep it 100. You're trying to attract young white, uh, professionals to the city. You know, I mean, you got Garmin out here. You got Cerner, you got all these places, even though Sprint just pulled out and, these, you want these people to go to Power and Light and the Sprint Center, which is a great building and one of the um, most um, used arenas in the world for concerts and all that stuff. Um, that's great that you want people to visit there. But so those people, let's, let's say you move all the poor um brown and black people out and sure there are white people included in there as well you move those people out what you still those people still do jobs in the city they still like let's just say they still clean up the streets of power and light and you want those people to drive into the city when why why should they not just stay in independence and do that and, and do their same job there and not be such a hassle on their family by driving all the way out to the city mind you i'm not saying it's like an hour long drive or whatever the hell it is it, it it's, I think it's just a hassle. It's the fact that they have to leave. It's like they're, they're kind of being forced out. And when you drive through Kansas City, you see all these dilapidated houses and things like that that I think Kansas, Kansas City needs to clean up first before they start pushing out people. Like, there used to be this um, program last year for anybody who worked in the city, so like me, where you could buy a house for a dollar. Like, I'm not playing with you. You could buy a house for a dollar. It's actually... For for a while, I thought about it, you know, buy a house. Problem is, these are those dilapidated houses, and they had um, restriction to them, restrictions to them. So, like that had to be your primary residence for three years, so that you couldn't just flip the house. Um, You had to put in, I think, eighty eight hundred, at least eight thousand dollars of of work into it. If I if I remember correctly, like there were a lot of restrictions to you know to keep people from flipping the house and actually like renovating. I don't know how many people like actually took him up on that offer. But I mean, I didn't want to do it. I don't. And I still see the same kind of houses by the time I'm, I'm driving out. So, uh, so, I mean, speaking with her, I mean, I learned a lot about Kansas City, about places that I should go. Um, it was, it was actually a pretty good visit Kansas City commercial when I really think about it. It's like, man, I should really drive Rama, which I really should. But, you know, hearing her concerns about where Kansas City was headed and um, how worried she was about. She just is like she just doesn't want to lose the Kansas City that she knows. And in a way, she's being naive because every place evolves. You know, but can you can that place still evolve and, and be itself in a way? much of how much of itself can it can it keep as they grow up and evolve and um that's something that i think kansas city really has to ask, ask itself are you prepared to lose this big city label to lose whatever this feeling is that is kansas city and um become the the big city that you want or do you do you want to um to find a way to keep that and right now i think it's the it's it's the it's the former not the latter like, I'm, I'm really worried about what's going to happen here. But who knows? Because they're building this hotel. And Kansas City's just been, or at least by power and light, it's been under construction forever building this, this admittedly really beautiful looking hotel. It looks great. Whatever the hell they're doing. Whatever mad plans they got. It looks great. But then after that, they start moving toward where I work. Because I've already noticed that they're building around. Like, the p- place next to me has um, built these new apartments. They're actually like, like mom, if you're listening, it's like um, the first apartment we moved into after, um, after we really, um, after actually like when I was in middle school, like those are those prices now where we used to live on Curson. like, those are those prices now. And the only cool thing about it is that they're so close to my work. I could walk to work every day, save a ton of money on gas. Like leave my car, and and, and it's kind of interesting. But I'm watching, and I'm and I'm realizing all these little mom and pop shops that are around, like Kitty's Cat, like Kitty's Cafe, which actually does serve some of the best uh, pork tenderloin in the city. At least I think so. But what's going to happen to like a local staple like that? Is that going to be pushed out? Because I mean, it's a small place. I wonder how many times it's that uh, a place like that has resisted being bought out by a competitor. Or, a, um, or something else because I'm worried about that. As you keep pushing people out, are there bad parts of Kansas City? Yeah, there are bad parts of every city. And yeah, sure, you want to look better because Kansas is not going through this uh, transformation. I think that watching what happened in Denver and watching how Denver has transformed in, in a way, I think that's also what's kind of sp- spurring this on. So I'm very interested to see what's going to happen. And, you know, in a way, I'm, I'm worried. But I mean, what, what can I do? All I can do is voice my concerns. And, and I don't even I mean, I don't even live in Kansas City, so I can't vote and stuff that happens here. But it still affects me like this upcoming mayoral election, how that's going to possibly affect my job. Maybe it's weird to think about it like that. And those are those are just some of the big topics that happened. You know, I wa- I really wanted it. I know it's bad as it sounds, for those of you that live in Kansas, you guys know what I'm talking about the the potholes. How it felt like you're driving through a minefield every day. I mean, and it took them such a long time to fix those potholes. Um, I wanted to talk about, I guess, my job and with all with with the sheer amount of snow days that we had this year. Where at the start of the year, on average. Like the weird thing is um, we're actually told this by uh, our CFO every Wednesday for I think almost two months, every Wednesday, our kids will be out of school because of a snow day and how that changed everything. And and now, I mean, Denver last week or maybe the week before they still got snow. Yeah, sure. The kids could go to school, but they're still getting snow. So that's crazy. Like just to think about. I really wanted to talk about that too, but that doesn't affect everybody. It just affects people where it's snows So California people will never understand. So man, I don't even know if that, what would, that would that have been just a, a school thing? Would that have been a weather thing? Who knows? I mean, those are just the two really big topics. I wanted to, uh, the two other topics. I wrote down some more, but they're stupid. Like I want to talk about, twitter habit and how that affects us i wanted to talk about um radio even though in, in a way i think it's getting very strong especially with talking to um beards and josh and seeing how radio has has worked for them and how they, they they've found really good ways to to tell stories even though they're sports radio um they still find really cool ways to tell stories and um, still be themselves while telling you guys about the really bad Royals and coming up on the worst part of the sports calendar, where it's just baseball all the time. Baseball is—it's—it's it's such a bad sport. Come at me, bro. I—I I, can't—I can't do it. I've tried. I've tried on multiple occasions. I can't do it. But anyway, guys, those are just the uh, some of the things. I guess the three main things that, that did not make the cut for season two and a couple other things I want to touch about but really never really got started on them because it just didn't work for me either way guys uh, tell me what you guys think tell me uh, what you guys kind of wanted to hear in season two you know I was technically I tried to f- focus on 10 topics that really affect us, affected us all or maybe you wanted to hear a bonus pod about it and, I, and this was really inspired uh, like I said before, by my boy, Cameron, um, he basically read my mind. And Cam, yo, I'm still looking for a girl who wants to jump on the the of season episode with me. I, ironically, a lot of a lot of people I've heard that episode, but nobody wants to jump on and <laughs> like basically put me in my place. Because in a way, I really want to redo that episode, so I might redo it again once of season comes back. Because I I think I was. I don't know ignorant is the right word but i was definitely stupid about it so and also it was my second episode so cut me some slack well uh all right guys uh tell me what you guys thought of the episode tell me what you guys wish was in season two uh tell me what you guys are uh how you guys feeling even though i did a little quick announcement last week of what season three is going to be about tell me what you guys think um you could always uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at YCMWT you can like the Facebook page and join the Facebook group at YCMWT and the name of the Facebook group is hashtag YCMWT episode reactions got 16 people in there right now I just keep inviting people whatever but um, big announcement I got an official announcement for season 3 coming through soon I'm actually working with an, an animator um, to kind of do it kind of big this time I'm also going to might experiment with um, some more video. I've done some video shoots by myself just to see how how it would work for me on camera. So far, I haven't found the kind of look that I'm looking for. Like, I realized I might have to rearrange my room to make it look better, you know, behind me. And, um, you know, I don't have a green screen. I just do this in like my bedroom, basically. So, um, there it is, guys. Also, don't forget you can call. And, and text the podcast at 805-539-2698 that is 805-53-YCMWT either way guys it's, it's been fun don't worry it's official season 3 um, announcement coming soon also oh one last thing next week it's been long enough I finally let it through I am ready to talk about Game of Thrones like the whole series I'm gonna complain about the game next week just complain about it because the journey that it has led us through to where to how it ended really left a sour taste in my mouth this could have been i, I think and the craziest part, craziest part it is this could have been probably the best show of all time but the ending the ending how it leaves people is terrible so maybe maybe in the future they redo they do redo season eight with 10 episodes like they probably should have with a way to explain massive plot holes to maybe make Tyrion be better to make the night king actually worth something to to understand um like Bran and how the hell he just king and everybody just buys it and realizing that the system that Tyrion created and after he dies is going to straight up doom Westeros also where the hell did Drogon go with Daenerys's body Why do I feel like Daenerys is going to come back and just kill everybody? Right? Because we've never... To me, it made no sense that Drogon would just... First of all, let Jon live. Either just prove that Jon's impervious to fire. Why the hell would the the dragon just burn the throne? And why the hell would the dragon take Daenerys' body? Technically, the dragon's free. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Why the Unsullied leave? What's up with the Dothraki? Are they just chilling? There's a horde of them, even though they technically a ton of them got killed in the long night, but that doesn't matter. What about Bronn and his greedy ass? He's like the most he's the richest person in in the in the seven kingdoms now, right? And also all the people they chose except for Brienne are terrible at their jobs. Tyrion was a terrible hand. At, At least maybe when it comes to matters of war. Davos was not really that good of a sailor. He's a smuggler, not a sailor. Like, how, how the hell is he master of ships? Sam, I don't think he's gonna be a great maester, but who knows? Brienne is the only person who's good, at, who's going to be great at being a Kingsguard. I know her and Renly didn't work well, but also that was like shadow babies, bro. That's unnatural forces. What the hell is she supposed she's supposed to do about that? She still kept her vow. She's still the same person, even though Jamie did her dirty. But whatever. Whatever. Also, there's no way Sansa Stark just stays in the North. Maybe if Bran dies before her. She just she, she'll maybe just set up the North so that the North can invade. Like she'll probably invade the Vale first. Or somehow trick the villain to becoming part of the north. And also, there's no way Yara stays independent on the Iron Islands. But I digress. I've already done enough. This podcast is only supposed to be 30 minutes, it's an hour. You guys already know how to get in touch with the podcast. All right, guys, stay safe. I'm already angry right now because now I'm full in at getting angry about the Game of Thrones and I need a break. So next week, complaining about Game of Thrones. And who knows, I might actually have some help on that. All right, guys. Stay safe. Love you guys. Bye.